This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. How many of you have ever had to use the block button? Have you ever had to block somebody? Doesn't it feel good? Doesn't it feel powerful just to block some? Just to, you know what? I don't have to read what you, this is my feed, and I don't have to hear what you have to say. Just to block, just to block. Just do it one time. Just pretend. Just get that person on your mind. Block. Wouldn't it be nice if in real life people had a block button right there on their forehead? Everybody you worked with, wouldn't it be cool if there was a block button right there on their mouth? I'm a long way from 2 Corinthians 10. And now you can say whatever you want, but I won't see it. I won't hear it. It's very convenient for me to not have to be exposed to the comments that I don't want to see. And I was thinking about the fact that a lot of people who come to church here have inadvertently blocked the Word of God. I set you up for that, and you didn't even see it coming. I slid right in. Because the Word of God is coming to you, and the peace of God is coming to you, and the power of God is coming to you. And I want to encourage you to unblock it. What happens in our lives is that God speaks to us in all kinds of ways. And well, some of the things that He says to us we like, and some of the things He says to us are encouraging, and some of the things that He says to us are uplifting. And so we scroll through that. And even when you come to church, you know, certain things the preacher preaches sound really good. And when he tells you you can make it, and when he tells you to keep your head up, and when he tells you that there's nothing too hard for God, and when he tells you that your setback is a setup for a miracle, it sounds real good. And so you scroll through that. And I like that. Ooh, double click that. I like that. But then you come up on something that God speaks. And it doesn't feel so. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to double click this, this uh, particular word. And so here's what you do you, you block it. You block it. Now, you don't say you block God. Who's going who's to admit that they block God from their heart? The Corinthian church claimed to be opposing Paul. And so they started blaming Paul. You know, uh, they started saying all kinds of reasons that they weren't going to follow Paul. But it really wasn't Paul they had a problem with. Through Paul, God was challenging the Corinthian church to a greater faith. He was challenging them to step away from petty Christianity, self-centered consumer Christianity. And as Paul was proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, there was a lot of it that they liked. They like that forgiveness stuff in their feed. They like that favor of God that God bestows upon us graciously. They, they, they love that part. But, but then Paul steps up and challenges them to repent of some attitudes and to incline their hearts in some ways that may be hard. 
and and they they block God. Now here's the thing: as they're blocking God, they're blaming Paul. Did you know that you block the blessing of God when you play the blame game in your life? When you start blaming what they did, what they didn't do. I'm working with one of my children who shall remain nameless, but y'all, this particular oldest child did something so funny the other day, and I told him I was going to use it as an example, and he's almost a teenager, so I won't get to use him in my sermons much longer, but I can tell you now while he's 11. Elijah picked up this cup. On the, it was a, cup, a frozen cup on the table last night, and he picked it up, and he was being silly because we were having fun because Holly was gone, and we were being boys, and I might have been playing the new Bruno Mars album, or it might have been Hillsong Worship. I don't really remember, but, but I picked up the uh, cup, and I was acting like I was drinking it, and he picked up the cup, and he did it like this, and the water went everywhere, and I swear to you that boy, Holly, I haven't even told you this yet. He sets the cup back down, and he says, why was there water in this cup? Exactly, because it's the cup's fault, son. It's not that you took the cup like that. No, it couldn't possibly be. It's the cup's fault. Me and Graham were laughing so hard. For the next 15 minutes, we were reenacting it. I got some video clips. Why was there water in there? Mad at the cup. Mad at the cup. Mad at the circumstance. Mad at the trial. Mad at the preacher. Mad at oh got quiet. Mad at the other Christians. See, I, I don't really I don't really care too much if I make you upset. I'm more concerned if I offend God by not challenging you to the level of the standard that He called you to. And I want to say that the blessing of God has been trying so hard to flow to some of you, but you keep blocking it. You keep blocking it because you, you blame others. You blame you, you even sometimes you blame your lack of giftedness for your lack of growth. Well, I'm just not that smart, or I'm just I'm just I'm just not that talented, or I just don't pick up on things that quickly. I refer back to the text because Paul is talking to a group of believers and he says, uh, our hope is that as your faith increases, this is 15 guys. As your faith increases, our area of influence among you may be greatly enlarged. Here's the dynamic. They have to grow together. Okay, They have to grow together. Let me show you what I mean. I know it doesn't make any sense yet, but it will in a second. I promise you. I've been studying all week. I didn't just come up here. I promise you it's going to make sense in a minute. Do you trust me? You're in good hands. This plane will land safely. <laughs> I promise you. I'm going to get you on the ground safely. But some of you have been blocked. It's a frustrating thing to be blocked. It's a terrible thing to be blocked. And Here's why they're blocked. See, as the Corinthian church's faith increases, the church grows. As the church grows, their faith increases. Now, Paul wants to preach beyond the church in Corinth. He wants the gospel to go forth even farther. But you've got a stubborn church who is satisfied and set in their ways. Now that they have been reached, they no longer want to do any reaching. Now that they have been blessed, 
They want to stay right where they are. They don't want to go beyond. Why would I want to go beyond? I've got everything I need right here. But the essence of blessing is that it always looks beyond itself. Ask Abraham. God said, I'm going to bless you and you'll be a blessing. The point of the blessing of God on your life is not just that it would flow to you, but that it would flow through you. And if we stop here, we get stuck here. But if we look beyond, hope beyond, preach beyond, believe beyond, I believe somebody's breaking out of limitation in this season. But they have to grow together. They, they have to grow together. Touch somebody say they have to grow together. They have to go grow together. So Paul says, as your faith grows, the kingdom grows. And watch this. As the kingdom grows, your faith grows. It's your faith God is after. God wants to break you out of the box of what you thought was possible. God wants to break you out of the box of what you think is normal. God wants to break you out of the box of what you think is extravagant. God wants to break your limited belief system. That's what it is. That's what keeps us stuck. That's what keeps us blocked. We blame everybody and everything, but it is our own BS that keeps us in the box. Belief system. What did you think that stood for? A bunch of degenerates at Elevation Church. And all this time, I thought it was something else blocking me. All this time, I thought it was somebody else blocking me. What if the only thing blocking you is just a question? And you can get mad at me, and I don't this fine. But what if, what if the barrier was your own belief? Your belief that God can do it, your belief that He can use you, your belief that He's bigger. What if the real barrier is your belief? Because Paul seems to say that if your faith increases, nothing can stop the gospel. If you have enough faith, if you believe big enough, there is absolutely nothing that can stop the purpose of God. But you've got to unblock it. The purpose of God cannot be stopped, but your unbelief can block it from operating in your life. Do you hear this? This is heavy. The plan of God cannot be stopped, but you can block it from being activated in your life because you won't believe it. The provision of God cannot be stopped. God is more than enough. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's always a provider. He's always sufficient. He's always more than enough. But your unbelief can block it. The power of God cannot be stopped. If you don't believe me, Ask that stone that had an assignment to keep Jesus in that tomb. They thought they had blocked him, but they found out when the word of God comes forth, nothing can stop the purpose of God except our unbelief. What the stone couldn't do, your hardened heart can. Keep Jesus locked in. Come on, touch somebody. Say, unblock it. Unblock it. Unblock it. Tell them again. Say, unblock it. Look them in the eye. Say, unblock it. 
God has been trying to deliver his word to you. He's been trying to get his purpose through you. He's been trying to get his plan accomplished in your life, but you've got to unblock it. And now I understand why Paul was frustrated, because he saw all these people that could be reached and a complacent church at Corinth who had already been reached themselves but had now stopped reaching. And in his best pastoral tone, Paul says, I want you to grow up so the gospel can go forth. I want your. I understand Paul's frustration. I really do. I get frustrated with myself because I know there's so much more that God could do in me, but I block it. I block, I, I block. Do you do it? I block God all the time. I'm not saying I'm bigger than God, and I'm not saying he can't knock me over and do what he wants to do through somebody else, but I block him from doing it through me. I know there's times where God wants to encourage somebody, but I block him from working through me because I'm too stuck on myself, and I hate that feeling. I know there's times where God wants to use me to lift the atmosphere of a room, but I don't do it because I come in and let the atmosphere of the room set my internal temperature, and I hate it. I know there's times when I come to church and God, God gives me an opportunity to praise him, but I'm so self-conscious I won't lift my hands because I'm so worried about what other people think about me. And If I would just open my mouth and sing hallelujah even off key to the Lord, it would unblock the joy of the Lord in his presence. It's the fullness of… Come on, you see. In his presence. Come on, Lake Norman. In his presence. Come on, Valentine. If you would open up your mouth and praise God, the presence of God would flow to you. Unblock it. Praise unblocks the blessing of God in your life. I wonder would you give him praise right now for his faithfulness, for his goodness, for his grace. Hey, thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the message, just do two simple things before you go. Click the logo to subscribe to this channel so you won't miss a video. I promise I'll make it worth your while. And second, take a minute and share it with somebody who could use it, or just leave a comment. I love to hear how these videos are impacting you. It means a lot to me. Thanks again for watching.